Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 271 with Animal. Um, this is late. Oh, come on. I was ready to hit the ground running in uh, 2019, and my main computer bit the dust. I found out yesterday it's gone. It's gone. It's from, it's a 20, 2011 iMac, and it's, oh, I edited, I, I mixed both of my albums on it. Don't even, so much work happened on that thing. So much change. That's how I learned Ableton Live on that. Well, I used my laptop before that one. Anyway, I've been working on Ableton Live for a really long time. I keep saying it's been a couple of years, but it's been since before, about probably 2010. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's gone. The The graphics card was failing, and I found out yesterday at the Apple Store that they don't even make them for that computer anymore. So I'm using my laptop. I had to get everything started. I got uh, everything's going. About, uh, so here we are. <laughs> everything's good. Everything's good. And can I tell you, this is one of the times that I really appreciate that you all are here, um, you know, energetically and financially supporting what I do, because uh, I got to I gotta figure this out. So I'm going to need a new computer at some point, and... Yeah, so knowing that you guys are there is great because <laughs> at least I know you want me to keep doing this stuff and spending money on it isn't uh, silly. <sighs> wow, I feel blue today. Um, I, I just got a lot of, I had to work really hard to find these backups and, oh, come on, I don't want to be complainy, but yeah. And listen, can I tell you this? I, I haven't been saying it exactly, but I'm really, oh hey boy, <clears throat> really struggling in relationship land. Um, it's new. I haven't dated for, you know, such a long time. I say that all the time. And uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I really just don't know what I'm doing. And it's uh, very hard. And I'm doing a lot of obsessing and then catching myself obsessing. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. But anyway, I have therapy tonight and everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Everything's going to be fine. Um, So thanks for hearing that. And the the thing that's really rough is it's really um, affecting everything else. And that's not okay. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys, are y'all dating? What's going on? Can you help me? <laughs> Nobody can help me. I have to help myself. I've been talking to so many different people about all this stuff. And I, and I, I, I feel like I'm working it out a lot of the time. But to tell you the truth, like the more I figure it out, the more I realize maybe this whole thing that I'm doing isn't the right thing. But I can't tell because I'm so, I, I, I know that I, I have some anxiety and some neediness and some codependency maybe is the word for it that I need to release. And, and it's really keeping me from being able to figure out what I really even want. So this may be exactly what I want, or it may not, but um, it's hard for me to, 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 to you know, the, the relationship is unsure and all relationships are right. Like you just don't know if it's going to last forever. And, and I don't even know if I want it to last forever. And ah, this is where I'm at. So anyway, I'm really feeling challenged with that right now. And I'm really feeling the weight of it on the rest of my life. And I don't know how to not make it that way. And I'm trying to learn. So I, 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 partly I'm saying that here because it's affecting my creative output. And that's not, that's not great. Um, because those are the things that bring me, um, satisfaction, you know, and, and I, and I have self doubt around all that stuff and around the dating. And so when they collide with each other, it's really, hard. (laughs) So here I am making this, um, bonus podcast for you guys. It's late. Um, I have some interviews set up for this week, so the podcast is going to get rolling again. I have a laptop that's sufficient for now and I've got everything set up again so I can do music and I, I, I have to really just, no matter what, just keep creating. 
Ah, because that is the important thing, right? That is why I'm here. Everything else is like icing. And um, it's just hard to let it be icing when it feels so nice and so good to have like a connection with another human being that is really beautiful. Um, it's just hard to, it's hard to not let that be the most important thing because it's been so long and I feel lonely that I, in a, this lonely kind of way that I didn't for a really long time. And I either didn't feel lonely or I was working really hard at suppressing it for a good 20 years. And now it's like, oh, whoa, that was great. I love cuddly, like, you know, like all that stuff. So you can't cuddle 24 hours a day. Um, and I, I need to not think about it. Yeah. So I'm, so send a little flare, send some love. Um, and you know, the whole ending of this is that it's a blessing, right? Like, um, it's a blessing. I have a life where I get to be creative. It's a blessing that I've met this wonderful person who may or may not, you know, like we may not be together tomorrow or even later today. Um, and right now it doesn't matter because I'm doing this other thing, right? Like that's the thing I'm really challenged with is like, um, whoa, whoa, (laughs) there's, there's a, yeah. This is really interesting. But, you know, one of the things that um, in this relationship that's challenging for me is the the guy that I'm dating is, uh, well, I, you know what? This is his business. I don't want to talk about it. The thing that I'm having a hard time with is is not compartmentalizing, right? Like I'm not able to do the healthy part of taking my, um, my love or adoration, whatever you want to call it, for this guy and putting it like, oh, this is a thing for later. This is a thing for Saturday when we're hanging out or this is a thing for tonight when we're talking on the phone. And I know we're going to talk on the phone tonight. Um, most likely, and I most likely we're going to see each other on Saturday. Um, so, okay, those are taken care of. Um, now, on to the show. <laughs> so that's what I'm challenged with. I'm really glad I'm saying that out loud. I'm gonna, maybe I'll just play this little podcast for my feelings doctor tonight. Anyway, thanks for hearing that. Um, this is kind of a safe space for me, and um, I, I appreciate I appreciate you all being here, and, and I appreciate feeling safe to sort of talk about this stuff, even though I did it in a sort of general way. But wow, it's, I'm feeling really, really challenged right now. Um, but it's great. Like everything's fine. That's part of, well, I wouldn't say everything's fine, but everything's in a good place. You know, like maybe it is fine. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the sun's starting to come out. My new apartment is glorious and uh, I'm going to get this uploaded for you all. Sorry it was so late. It should have gone up, I think last week. Um, but it's a great interview and uh, just the right person to talk to on a day like today. All right. Uh, I hope you're all well. And th- let me know when you listen to this. Here's the interview. Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus podcast for uh, episode 270. I think I may be swapping things around. So this is well, I will have said it in the beginning and I'm already explaining that too much. Animal is still with me. <laughs> Thanks for being with me. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, for sure. And thanks for joining this special patron-only podcast. It's one of my favorite things that I do. So we talked about um, the song Slay, and we listened to it at the beginning of the main podcast, but we didn't talk about the video. And it's really interesting the way you you made this. Can you talk about it a little? Yeah. So the cool thing about that video was it was our seventh music video. And the previous, the first six music videos were high production, you know, uh, they, they look, they look a lot more expensive than they probably were, but they're definitely, um, you know, fancy cameras and big crews and the whole thing. And we shot them in Guatemala and, you know, who knows, like all sorts of cool stuff underwater. We did all the things. And then, so when, um, when I was preparing to, you know, to, to shoot a video for Slay, I thought, you know, I really got to do things differently. Like I've, 
had some interesting success with those music videos. And, and the previous video I should mention kind of went viral for it's over. It's over was the last single and it did very well. And so I was like, all right, well, how do you, you know, when you have something do kind of, you know, pretty well, you're like, well, how do I do something better? And I thought, well, I think the way to do something better would be for me to do it all on my own. It just felt like I had to challenge myself. And so I was fiddling around on my phone one day playing with this app in my backyard here in Los Angeles. And I was fascinated by what I was creating. I was like, Oh my God, that's it. So I started shooting some little tests with my, with a girlfriend of mine at night. And basically to summarize, I ended up shooting the entire music video, um, creating the entire music video on my, on my phone in my backyard over the period of about two months. It was shot at night. Um, and I only used the light, the light of candles. (laughs) I used (laughs) no real, uh, no lighting, uh, sources besides the moon and candles. And, and you'll see if, uh, when you take a look at that, why I chose that I covered them in this oil, so there's kind of this, it's very like otherworldly. The video is, it's very avant-garde. It's very, very artsy. It was actually banned from social media, which is annoying, but, um, but yeah, it's got this like very cool look to it. And I achieved that sort of, uh, <laughs> by mistake. Uh, yeah. And, and while shooting on my phone. So I kind of stuck with what was going on by mistake and that ended up turning into the music video. And then, <clears throat> and then come, you know, to finish it, I was looking for an editor and, and then, uh, you know, I was preparing the files for an editor. I was like, better learn how to organize files. Cause I shot all this stuff and I know all the footage. And then I just, I ended up editing it myself too. So I directed it, I produced it. I did everything, um, you know, on my own using my fantastic girlfriends in my backyard. And, um, and yeah, and it's, and it's got some great reviews actually people who's, you know, per industry professionals are like, wow, this was really great. And I'm like, well, I shot that on my phone. So <laughs> So, so yeah, that's probably what I'll be doing for the next, uh, few, few videos until I have so much money to, to do, you know, the bigger visions. Yeah. What, and it totally, what, was it your very first video to make by yourself, like to edit and put together? Like, yeah, yeah. And I had no intention of doing so actually. Uh, it just, you know, like I said, just kind of happened. Yeah. So I had never shot a video. I had never shot anything actually like on any kind of camera. <laughs> I don't see myself as a, a very good, uh, I have a very good eye, but definitely not good technique. Uh, now I would say that I do, but it's the way that I shot it is really weird. It's def- I don't know like if a trained eye, like what they, you know, though I've sent it to some of my famous director friends here in LA and, and uh, filmmakers. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. So I don't know. I think Sometimes there's something about like not being trained at all that is that gives something just that unique flavor. Like there is no way that a trained professional could shoot something like this because it's just so wrong probably in so many ways. Yeah, so I think that's what makes it very special and what makes it um appealing to people. So I'm pretty I'm very proud of that actually. I'm proud of that weird miracle video. It was super fun also. And videos have traditionally they're exciting, but I wouldn't say they're fun. They can be pretty like, you know, they're, they're, you're on type time timelines and they're very long hours. And, you know, a lot of the time, because my ideas are so weird, uh, they can, they can, um, be uncomfortable, you know, you're in cold water or it's late at night or whatever it is. There's just things that are uncomfortable about it. And this one was just fun. It was summer. I was with my girlfriends. We were having a blast in my backyard and it was just so goofy and awesome. And I think you, I think you can feel that flavor when you're watching it. Yeah, I, I, I do feel that flavor. I've, I saw it before and I want to watch it again. And I remember 
being amazed that you did it on your iPhone because it looks, it's just so interesting how, um, as, cause I've been making videos on my own and that type of thing, teaching myself like you are, but I get in that, like, uh, like that frame of mind of like, Oh, well, what's the right way to do this? And when I would love to be a little more focused on experimentation, like it seems like you're open and willing to do, that's really great. I am. And I don't know, maybe I'm getting too deep for, for your Patreon followers here. I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk here, but I'll say that for me, I don't, uh, I don't smoke weed. (laughs) I, I am around it, but I do not smoke it. And what happened for me that day that I started fiddling with my phone was I had decided to smoke. I'll smoke every few months to sort of uh, work actually to work, to allow myself to think of things in a different way and get my mind out of the way. And it was that day that I started fiddling with my phone. And, um, actually it was, um, that beautiful herb that, that guided me through the entire process of shooting the video. I don't think I would have been able to do it with, I know I wouldn't have been able to do it without it because I would have been overthinking the whole time. And, the magic of what happened there with, with smoking (laughs) was like, my mind was just like, so not, it was just like, not a part of it. You know, it was like my inhibitions were out of the way. And I think that smoking does different things for different people. But for me, it makes me like very productive immediately. I'm just like, I'm on and, um, with creativity. So it was, it was really cool. It was like very, just, I was so just guided by that by that plant. <laughs> that is Much. really, it's, it's really cool to hear because I have, um, this might sound like I'm heading in a different direction that I'm really heading with this. I have like a history of, um, alcoholism and drug abuse, all that kind of stuff. It's nice to see that it does work for people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause that was my goal when I was doing drugs and like smoking weed and all that stuff is like, yeah, I'm going to be really creative now. And this is going to really help me be an artist. Um, and it didn't for me, it like, everything came to a screeching stop. Um, so it's cool. Like I, it, I don't know. It's, I love that different perspective on, on the same thing and like a drastically different perspective. Cutting out, or maybe it's me. I definitely don't want to promote the use of, um, any kind of, um, substances for <laughs> creative purpose for any purposes. I don't want to promote that for those that, you know, have any kind of, um, reliance on it. I think because I don't, that's why it was very powerful because <clears throat> I was actually very, not into it. It was a challenge for me to even allow myself to, to smoke it, to lose control, you know, to allow myself to lose, um, a grasp on my mind. And, and, and it did something really cool. Um, in this case. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're, you're presenting it in the perfect way, like a, a, a individual experience that you had that you're neither endorsing nor opposing yeah <laughs> you know that you're just, not yeah. Endorsing it. no i'm definitely not yeah you know they're you know everyone has their own relationship with yeah for sure yeah. um veganism what what brought you to it well veganism i would take that a step back and say vegetarianism i was very young i was maybe six years old and my brother told me what hot dogs were made out of and i put two and two together and i was like wait like my friend the pig is in this thing that I'm about to eat, like gross, no way. And so I decided right then and there that I wouldn't eat meat. And my whole family eats meat, by the way. So that was special for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, that was difficult for them. Um, and then, uh, I was about 15 when, you know, I was in school and I was, you know, help, you know, volunteering for animal rights organizations and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, you know, I came to see a documentary about the dairy industry 
and understood that it was just the same, just as bad as the meat industry. And yeah, I cut dairy and eggs right then and there. So I've been, I've been vegan ever since. So it really just, I think that we're all born, uh, empathetic. I think that we are empathetic creatures and, uh, we're just, you know, we're educated and we're informed and we're, um, also programmed by our, by, by our parents or whoever's raising us and society around us. And if they're not encouraging empathy, then we're going to shut that part of ourselves down. That's why we see these like, you know, viral videos on YouTube of these children, like myself, same age. It's about the same age, you know, five years old and, and they're piecing things together. They're like, Oh my God, this octopus is my friend. What's going on? Why are we eating this? And if the parent allows the child to express that part of themselves and stick with it, then they probably will stay vegetarian or vegan their whole lives. But if they're told otherwise or educated in a different way, then I think that that part of them kind of tucks away that, that empathy. I do think that that's a big problem in our world, actually lack of empathy. So I feel lucky to be one of those, those child survivors, the, the empathetic survivors. I was lucky to, to keep that intact. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting how it, can be um it, it's perceived as weakness in a way but it's really strength to say no i'm not doing this thing that everyone's doing because it uh, yeah because i have empathy and i'm making it it's a, it's a strong choice to make i think oh yeah um, definitely. i'm also happy to have made it yay ah <laughs> yay veganism <laughs> I, I love it not everyone is is vegan on my patreon page so no judgment to anyone who's listening to this and isn't vegan yet we, don't, we know you're on your way <laughs> Ooh, that sounded even worse <laughs> there's no judgment i think it really comes down to like hey just make sure that we're we're educated about the choices we're making and do any of us unless someone has like major psychological issues, does anyone want to choose to participate in torturing a sentient creature? No, mostly not. Mostly not. Unless you're, you got a problem. Mostly you don't. And so the disconnect is not knowing, not understanding that the choice you're making involves torture, right? You're like, okay, that thing you're about to eat like that supports a, an incredible, uh, incredibly, um, torturous industry. So, so yeah, that's, 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 that's a heavy choice to make. And I think that most people would not choose it if they knew. Yeah. I think that like that basic thought is what makes me get a little ragey and closed off to other people's experiences. You know, like I remember when I first went vegan and it was Facebook world was of course going on and I want I wanted to tell people like oh my god you guys you can go vegan too like you don't we don't have to do this yay like to me I was like great news everyone Mm -hmm. I figured it out right and people didn't think that was great news Ah, and you know what I mean and I would like I went through this like I was pissed that people weren't getting this thing that to me was really obvious yeah and then they were getting mad at me for telling them and it was just like wait what happened um yeah I don't know I, I lost track of why I was saying that, but it, it, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's just one of the different levels of like figuring out how to relate with people while trying to stand up for what we believe in, in a world, in a society where most people don't believe that, but they do. I they, think, <laughs> yeah. I do. I think they do. And it's, it's really, you know, I, I, I shifted gears with my, you know, animal, my love of animals at a certain point, And I took it from like promoting veganism to, which I was never pushing hard necessarily, but it's, for me, it's, it's, again, it comes down to like 
not wanting to put money into an industry which abuses and tortures sentient creatures. And so it's like, all right, well, people are very protective over their, you know, eating choices. And I get that for sure. Like we need to eat. So, and, and people get very committed to their, um, to their, to their habits. Um, and so, Hey, like, how about you choose meat that, that come is pasture raised, like get, you know, at least support that. Let's shift over to, to getting away from factory farms. Let's take our money out of that because that's a big step in the right direction. And I think the more we educate and the more we get connected to where our food is coming from, the closer we get to having a world of, of empathy, but trying to get people to take that big leap. You know, I think, I think that we would lose a lot. We do, we lose a lot of people that way. And so, and that's not the goal. The goal is to, to have, um, to, to, to live harmoniously together in all of our differences. Yeah. Ah, so many levels of this stuff. Oh boy, we should wrap this up. I hate to do it. (laughs) We, um, thanks for joining me on this. And, um, it's, will you say your social media stuff just one more time for this one as well? So people know for sure. Yeah. My handle is animal music on all the socials and that's a N double I M L music. Amazing. It was a great interview both times as anticipated. I'm glad we made it through and got got the scheduling worked out. It's clear that we should be friends outside of interviews. We obviously have a lot in common. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I'm going to, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on doing my show in, oh God, I'm in that place with it where I'm like, oh fuck, I got to start doing this show again. And I want to, but it's like, ah, it's so much work, but I want to take it to LA again. So this time I'll be certain to tell you about it so we can, we can potentially come, we can at least hang out and see each other in person. That'd be great. Please. Absolutely. Okay. So thanks. And I'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much.